I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello. How are you? God bless you. I pray that you are well because I am well. I am well. And this is a day that the Lord has made. I am rejoicing in it. <sighs> Please forgive my dog. He's out there being a dog. Uh, let me see what he's so excited about. I don't know what he's so excited about. But I'm giving him the look. I hope he settles down. All right. If not, you have to understand, this is real uh, talk radio. It's not a production. Um, This is my real life, and this is part of what I do in my real life, in my service to the Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ. So, hopefully, he'll be quiet. I am down in my music room, which is even closer to where he hangs out. Um, But where was I before I was interrupted? Talking about the goodness of the Lord and the day that the Lord has made. Okay? I am also um, in uh, spring break mode as of today. I'm officially on spring break from my secular job. Um, I work in the secular arena um, at the present time in order to make ends meet and to continue to support the work of the Lord. But um, I work for the Lord constantly. (laughs) Whenever he needs me, I say, yes, Lord, Um, I'm there, I'm there. So um, I'm officially on spring break, though, and I didn't even really have time, much time to think about spring break and what I would do for spring break. And once uh, once I got through this past weekend, excuse my yawn, then it began to dawn on me all the things that I actually need to get done that I haven't been able to do while I was working because when I went back to work as a nurse, uh, my days are long. They're usually 12 to 14 hour days considering my commute and my job. And I just don't have the time to do a lot of the things I need to do. So here I am um, 
getting into the swing of that, but I want to tell you about tonight's topic. I want to tell you that um, this past weekend, my daughter came back into town. Uh, she came in town last weekend uh, because we were uh, planning to attend a fellowship in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. And that was going to be with uh, CFM, uh, which stands for Christ Forgiveness Ministries. And with the um, Honorable Pastor David Lynn and his team that were coming in from Toronto, Toronto, Canada, well, something happened to um, change their plans, and he did not get to come last weekend, but he still had a representative. Brother Ahmad came and preached in his place, and that was an awesome awesome blessing i i'm trying to remember did i even talk about that um i don't think i talked about that because that happened yeah on that happened on the weekend that i was off from doing my live so that was a tremendous blessing that was um just a night of refreshing and the word of god was so um so alive that it um, instantly gripped both me and my daughter. And um, at some point, even my grandchild, who's not quite 10 yet, was um, weeping before the Lord. Um, We ended up going up to the altar um, just because we were touched by the word and wanting more of the Lord and hearing and receiving what was being said and, and delivered, that we all end up going up to the altar and uh, we're just tremendously blessed and touched by the presence of the Lord. Um, and that was last weekend, and so because I guess things had to get changed uh, for whatever reason, um, Pastor David was scheduled to come uh, this past weekend, and so we made the decision that we would go back, that we would go back, because when when God is moving, when God is moving and when he is in our midst, we need to do whatever we have to do. We need to, you know, make him a priority and what he's doing a priority. priority. It's called moving with the cloud, right? Um, it's it's called following the, the pillar of fire, you know, by night and the cloud by day. But you we need to be where where the Lord is moving. Of course his presence is everywhere and he's, you know, with us every day. Um, his presence is what makes the world ex- go round. It's what makes, you know, spring come. It's what makes the trees bloom and the flowers bloom and the four seasons, etc. But when there is a move of God and when he decides to show up in a... Um, I want to say almost tangible form um, because his presence was so strong this past Saturday that 
I could literally smell a sweet fragrance that began to permeate the room. I could begin to sense and feel um, what some some of the old-time saints in my life and testimonies that I've heard of described as a mist or a fog uh, when they describe the presence of the Lord. And that is how it was uh, this past Saturday. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let me slow down. It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to contain yourself when you when you experience something like that and you um, are trying to de- to describe it, okay? But I don't want to get ahead of myself. So basically, we we returned. Um, daughter drove back from North Carolina um, because we were we were just determined. We were committed and determined to be there, and it was so worth it. Um, um, let me look at my notes here so I can just like slow down. Um, okay. So it was so worth it. Um, we had a fellow, I had a fellow sister in Christ who, um, I had recently told her, um, about CFM and a time that I was able to fellowship with them back in, uh, Oh Lord, when was it? Was it November? Or was it December? I I've, I'm sure I've mentioned it before on the on air. I can't remember if it was November or if it was December, where the Lord um, stirred my heart up to uh, go in fellowship with them, and I was sharing that with this sister, how much of a blessing it was. I believe it was in December, um, and um, she looked up their their ministry and watch some of the videos because um, though he is a pastor, Pastor David Lynn also is evangelistic and um, he preaches on the streets and he's also an overseer. Um, He doesn't call himself a bishop, but I would describe him as such because God has used him to not only raise up Various, I believe the number that he said was like 35 churches have been planted in the past two, three years, and that's an apostolic work, but also to oversee it and to, you know, check on and nurture and grow such a thing, I believe falls under the anointing of a bishop as well as a, as an apostolic um anointing but anyway um um la this past saturday oh oh that's what i was saying so i had told one of my fellow sisters in christ and servants of the lord about these meetings and then she was inspired and said oh my goodness um yes i want to go i want to go with you all and i will uh, help and do whatever you need me uh, to do. And so uh, she met us there. She met us there and actually arrived before we arrived because um, we had committed to providing the food for the fellowship. We, my, my daughter and I committed to catering 
the fellowship, and so we were behind schedule, <laughs> as it tends to, to to happen that way sometimes. We were behind schedule, and um, the sister servant um, showed up and and just you know spoke on our behalf and let them know our status and. Break time already, and I will be back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at ETS Ministries Inc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72 Waldorf, Maryland 20602 If you are not local you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email ETS The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. of uh, going and bringing my dog inside so he would calm down. Maybe that's what he actually wanted, was letting me know he was ready to come inside. (laughs) And I didn't want him to keep uh, disturbing what I was talking about. So um, here we are. 
And I don't think I actually told you the title of tonight's uh, broadcast. And I'm just going to call this The Glory of the Lord. And I'm going to say that there's various ways, I think, that we can experience God's glory. But one of the ways we experienced it was what I'm describing to you from this past Saturday. The presence of the Lord was so strong that he filled the room, he filled the sanctuary of the church with a mist fog type uh, uh, atmosphere. And I kept smelling a fragrance that at first I didn't even realize what I was smelling, but then it occurred to me that I've heard of this before. I've heard of this before. And I even believe I experienced it at different times when I was younger, but it's been so long that I wasn't really catching it at first. I I stopped and I was like, what is that I keep smelling? And what is this that I'm feeling um, in the atmosphere? And then I realized that it was the Lord, the presence of the Lord. It was the presence of the Lord, people. And so um, it was just beyond words. It was beyond words. I I sat and I listened and I gleaned. I had to get up a few times and still go and check on things uh, in the back, you know, in terms of we had things in the oven and whatnot, you know, so that things would be ready and warm by the time service ended. Um, I totally lost track of time, okay? When you experience the Lord, time is of, of no importance. Totally lost track of time. I had no clue when we left there that it was after 2 a.m. in the morning, okay? The service um, started at 6. Um, my uh companion and sister minister um, showed up on our behalf at five-ish, somewhere around five was our goal to get there. We were um, late, significantly late in terms of our desires and what our plan was, but we were not late in in terms of the Lord planned and had in store. So she was there early, like we planned, But because of that, she was able to participate in the praise and worship. And I'm here to tell you that the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that the Lord himself inhabits the praises of his people. Okay? So when the Lord is truly in worship, when he is truly pleased with worship and when he is in worship, he will grace his people with his presence. He inhabits the praises, which means he comes and dwells and, you know, joins them in praise and worship. And that happened as soon as we got there. Uh, Pastor um, 
Norita is, is how she goes by, was telling us that the praise and worship was so beautiful and so powerful that she um, experienced a healing that that she, I knew from talking to her and spending time on the phone and, and, and even around her that she has been battling um, physical ailments, uh, attacks on her body. And one of them was uh, rheumatoid arthritis in her um, hand, her she her right hand in particular. And she said that when she began to, the praise and worship began to go forth, that as she lifted her hands, I didn't even think about because, um, Man, there just there just hasn't been enough time. But I wished I could have asked her to join me tonight and share this. Um, share this. I I would even almost be tempted to um, see if we could get her on the line. But I don't want to do that to her unexpectedly without preparation. <laughs> but uh, oh my goodness, that would have been awesome to have her uh, join us and tell us. This and maybe I can set that up for later. But she said, as she lifted her hands in praise and worship, that her right hand actually began to pop and crack. She began to hear popping and cracking sounds in her right hand, and she just began to stretch fingers and and um, close her fingers, like be able to bend her fingers. And she showed me where. The middle finger of her right hand was swollen and slightly deformed, and she said that for over a year she was not able to close her fist, bend her pinky finger, and her fingers together down uh, all the way. And she began to do that and show me how the Lord had touched her hand had touched her hand and healed her hand, and she was so, so excited and so grateful. That's what we walked into. That's what we walked into. And um, at that moment, she wasn't even in the sanctuary. She was in the dining hall where I met her. And we were unloading and bringing our food and supplies and things into the dining hall. So I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you, you are attending a dead church, a church that talks about the Lord, but doesn't live in a way or allow the presence of the Lord, then you need to find this. You need to find what I'm talking about because it it, it was just, glorious okay it was just beyond words the glory of the lord is beyond words all right so um what else can i say about well um we of course got to work setting up and and that was beautiful because some of the other saints also came and you know, from that from that congregation that helped us to uh, uh, set things up, and then I was able to actually go into the sanctuary myself 
and with, with, with my daughter and my grandbaby and, you know, just we were there in time for the, for the word. Um, Pastor David Lynn had already begun begun to speak, but um, he had plenty to say, and the Lord, I should say, had plenty of plenty to say through him. And so we were able to then feast on the word of God. And like the week before, we were gripped, we were tuned in, uh, we knew the Lord was speaking. See, there are many people who can speak well and who can even preach according to um, various descriptions. People have their version of what they think preaching is, but uh, I've seen down through the years many of them that do so, and there is no anointing. They're just skillful. They're just talented. They just have a knack for it, but they're not anointed. There's no anointing. The presence of God does not cosign. The presence of God does not show up and say, yes, my stamp of approval is on this, okay? And people go home with uh, with maybe an emotional touch, and some may even have a spiritual touch, but not to the experience or the extreme that is available to us. Um, but in this case, in this case, the man of God was on fire. He was on fire. He touched on issues and problems and things that people are dealing with now. He talked about various topics from from being, um, you know, burdened, burdened and controlled by lust and disappointment, and um, he he just. He, he just kept continuing to intertwine what God wants to do for us and through us and what God um, can do and um, uh, the desire to reestablish righteousness in us and, and the, the need for us to surrender our lives to the Lord if we had not done so, but if you have done so, to 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 stand to continue to stand, and then to stand and continue to stand. I mean, the Lord just led him in various different directions, but it all worked to the glory of the Lord. It all worked for his glory. And so after the break, I'll pick up and tell you what happened next. (laughs) Because it was glorious. Glorious, glorious, glorious. And that, my friend, is what I would encourage all of us to seek for. Okay. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Biceps muscles are a characteristic part of the upper arm. And when they are strengthened, they become defined, hard, and strong. 
The Latin phrase for biceps muscle means two-headed muscle of the arm. The biceps crosses both the shoulder and elbow joints. Both heads arise on the scapula and join to form a single muscle belly, which is attached to the upper forearm. Because we use biceps muscles a lot in everyday use, they are usually one of the strongest muscles of your arm. Lifting weights and resistance exercises are the best ways to build the muscle, and there are a variety of biceps curls to choose from. You can do dumbbell curls, hammer curls, 21s, preacher curls, concentration curls, barbell curls, incline dumbbell curls, cable curls, and more. Be sure to include bicep curls in some form in your weightlifting routine for chiseled arms. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. And I am back, and I am talking to you tonight about the glory of the Lord. Yes, this past Saturday was so awesome. It was beyond words. And even now, I'm just doing what I can to describe it to you just before the break. The song that came into my mind was is from a psalm. It is from the psalm of David. And there's an, um, a, a pastor, gospel uh, artist who sings a song, um, and I don't have the words 100% right, but it just says, um, One thing that I desire of the Lord, that one thing will I seek for, that I may dwell within his house, and something, something, something to behold the beauty of the Lord. One thing that I... So basically what I was saying before I went to the break is that, oh, if I can encourage you to do anything, I would encourage you to desire, to desire to dwell in the Lord's house 
and 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 I and I and I believe that God is restoring His house. There has been so many perpetrators. There have been so many imitators. There have been so many hirelings that they have distorted the the truth of God, the truth of. Uh, his image, what he stands for, and many have not experienced the glory of the Lord. Even those that profess to belong to the Lord, they have never experienced the glory of the Lord. But the psalm, the psalm of David, King David, said that 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 was one thing. That was one thing that that he would desire and seek after all the days of his life to dwell in the house and the presence of the Lord. And that is my desire. I was so grateful, not realizing that that's what the Lord had in store, but should have, should have. And so um, as the man of God preached he he you know he had traveled and he had been on the streets the night before with his team they were evangelizing uh i forget where um there's a there's a a, a video about it actually that i don't know if you can get it on facebook but i know i saw pieces of it on facebook but i know i was watching the whole video today before getting ready to do this program and so you can go on youtube you can go on YouTube and put in CFM, that's Charlie, Frank, Mary, CFM, Christ Forgiveness Ministries. And if you type in uh, DC, dog and cat, I think that it'll pop up. Um, and it says from, I believe, one day ago, and you will see them evangelizing on the streets here in Maryland. And then the evangelism was followed by a Saturday night fellowship, okay? And as I actually watched the video today, now I was there. I was there. But watching the video, I sensed the the anointing. I was even more gripped by the power of the Lord just watching the video. And I even began to notice how the lighting in the room began to change. You know, that might have been when I was actually experiencing that mist, that fog, uh, and that fragrance. I cannot recall now, but watching it, I saw the lighting begin to change up toward the front of the sanctuary, which is where uh, he was standing uh, close to. The lighting began to change. The whole upper region of the room just began to get brighter and brighter and to where uh, there was a cross on the wall. There was a cross on the wall. And at different points, I couldn't see the cross anymore. The lighting just changed and just was so bright that it overshadowed the cross on the wall. I said, oh, my goodness, Lord, are my eyes playing tricks on me? I don't think so. But anyway, the word of God was powerful, and and I and to 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 my um, 
uh, well, how should I say this? And I read the fact that Pastor David says that, you know, if if we if we get together basically, and um, we don't hear from God, the, the and the needs of the people are not addressed, you know, and we don't um, apply the full gospel and allow God the opportunity to demonstrate the full gospel, then we have failed. We have failed in our mission. And how many times do people go to church or a church service and there's no opportunity for ministry? There is no time of praying for the people. There is no time of asking God to heal mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, There is no time of asking those who would desire to surrender their lives to the Lord anymore. This used to be a common practice in the Pentecostal churches, sure. Um, In the Baptist churches that I was a part of, there was often a call to join the church afterward, not to be saved they thought that that was one and the same. They thought that inviting you to join the church was how you got saved, which is not quite right. It's not quite accurate according to Scripture. But um, how there wasn't uh, much of an opportunity, and I have never attended a Catholic Mass, but I've known people who are Catholic and have studied about Catholicism, and I don't recall there being opportunities for that in the Catholic Church, as well as many other denominations, Lutheran and Presbyterian and and whatnot. So anyway, Pastor David, you know, made it a point to then have an altar call and to talk to those and invite those to repent of sin, to invite those who had never accepted the Lord to, to give their life to the Lord, to invite those who needed healing to come forward. Now, mind you, the Lord was already moving before it even got to that point. But as that began to happen, that anointing, that glory began to increase. It began to increase and just envelop the room. The altar became full. People came and filled the front of the church, which is what we describe as the altar, okay? They filled the church, and then Pastor David called for his team members who have been um, trained and equipped to minister to others to come forward and to pray for the different ones, and he began to encourage the people not only to seek prayer from those that were um, there to help, but to call on the Lord for themselves, to open their mouth and to call on the Lord and talk to the Lord and hunger for the Lord themselves. Because you know what? The Scripture tells us those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Okay? Now, why is my laptop doing this? Okay? Oh, my goodness, my battery wasn't fully plugged in, so I think it may have just went off on me. All right, so that means I can't see my cues. (laughs) Uh, So I have to pay attention to the time here. Mm. 
oh well, I'll listen to the I'll listen to the cues on my phone until I can get back in. So um, as people begin to respond, begin to hear people cry out, and others begin to pray with them and minister to them, and uh, you could just hear the sound of of breakthrough. People getting a touch from the Lord, getting released of um, burdens. And um, not only did our companion uh, testify of healing, but today I learned that there were others who testified of being healed. One lady in particular uh, was healed of asthma. And... um, Others received salvation. So that is what a move of God is all about. (laughs) That is what a move of God is all about. Oh, my goodness. Lord, help me to get this screen back up. So let me look at my notes. Okay. Altar call. Mm-hmm. I myself um, was so into what was going on that I just began to pray and worship and thank God for what He was doing, and then pray for those that were there receiving prayer. And just you know, uh, I've, I've been taught to agree with and and partake in what God is doing and so that's what what I began to do and next thing I know I I looked up and I saw that my daughter had uh moved over to my granddaughter her daughter and uh began to pray for her she had laid hands on her and I I instantly knew that the Lord had oops there are the cues there are the cues. I knew you were coming. <laughs> so I'll be back. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse.
Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Touched her uh, during the meeting before 
And my daughter had actually, we, we were aware of that, and she was weeping before the Lord last week, and the Lord actually had me remind her that she can have the the Holy Spirit, that she can have the baptism of the Holy Spirit if she wanted it, that she just needed to ask Him for it, that somewhere along the way she had stopped asking Him for it. Maybe she was feeling like uh, He wasn't going to answer or something, but He had me put that on her mind last weekend, and then... Just before we arrived at service, he had me remind her of that. And then even in the car, she said she got tearful and she didn't really know why. She said she didn't understand why. She said, have you ever been um, crying because you were happy or crying because you were sad? She said, well, this is neither one of those. But I don't know how to describe it. And in my mind, and her, I know in my mind, I said, mm, maybe the Holy Spirit is confirming what I just said to her. But her mom actually said it out loud. Maybe the Holy Spirit is talking to you. So God was dealing with their heart already. And when His presence came in the room, she just received a touch from the Lord. She received um, a portion of that baptism and that to me was and is glorious Um, her mom's eyes were closed because her mom was praying and I got her mom's attention I waited to her mom opened her eyes and then I pointed and I told her to look and she came from behind the grandbaby and looked and then she began to praise and worship the Lord because she saw what was happening so when you talk about being in the Lord's presence, you need to know people that that is a real, a real thing. It's a real and tangible thing that can happen. Um, the Bible says the fool, the fool will say in his heart that there is no God. I am not a fool, okay? And we experienced the presence of the Lord in a new and refreshing and tangible way. It's not the first time I've encountered the Lord, but this was glorious. I am giving him praise. I am thanking him for his goodness and what he did that night and what I believe he is going to continue to do. Um, I put a note here to myself that I wanted to make reference to another scripture Um, that this reminded me of. And it's found in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And it's um, chapter 6. Excuse me, let's see if I can go back to it because I had pulled up the psalm. The psalm that I read to you was found in Psalm 27 and 4 where it says, One thing that I have desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in his house um, and uh, inquire of his temple and behold the beauty of the Lord. Uh, That one. So let me look for the other one. Let's see. Isaiah. I want to read it real quick. Um, And his train. Okay, so this one, depending on which version you read, talks also about the glory of the Lord. Let's see if I can find the one. 
afterwards, I was I was honored that Pastor David uh, came to the back and mingled and talked and uh, uh, remembered me from the last time I met him and and embraced me um, and we got to sit and talk and I actually asked for his permission to share to put his ministry his ministry website on our show page so um as soon as I can and hopefully that will be tonight I will be adding Christ Forgiveness Ministries website to our show page because we want to partner with and encourage the things of God I have desire to see these things on a fuller scale. I've experienced some of it myself in Chris and I's work with the Lord, but I have desire to see it on a fuller and a greater scale. And I am so thankful to see what God is doing in the midst of all of the chaos and the wickedness and the decline and the debauchery and the things that are going on. The glory of the Lord is still available. Seek after those things, and you will be blessed. All right? Until next time, God bless. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.